Hello, hello, and welcome again to our home at Home Service. And I'm hoping that you are already enjoying some wonderful fellowship. It's just an amazing moment to come together and share not only the word of God, some wonderful food, and I really see it as a real connection to communion because that's really what we're doing. We are sharing and breaking bread, spiritual bread, real food together. And I hope that you, you know, enjoy the fellowship as it grows and we become stronger in all of that. Um, but there's one thing I really want to sort of celebrate today, and I believe maybe you're doing it already. It is Father's Day. So can I say happy Father's Day to all you fathers? And I'm declaring over you great blessing, uh, grace, that, uh, you know, I'm hoping that you're being spoiled. And if not, spoil yourself and just have a really good day that allows you to know that God cares about us as fathers. And I want to share an encouraging word around that today. Uh, it won't be necessarily a long message, but I really just want to let us know how we can really embrace our fatherhood, but also understand that we are being parents or fathers to our children and perhaps look back at what our experiences uh, have been that inform the way we are parenting. And I believe there is wisdom that God wants to share with us that may help us be more effective and encourage us today as fathers. So please join me as we go on this journey. We've been looking at um, John 15 and I'm going to actually still use an aspect of that today, uh, but I'm going to really then unpack uh, the story of the father, which is revealed in Luke 15. And so um, in John 15, this is what uh, Jesus tells us. He says, I have loved you as the father has loved me. I have loved you as the father has loved me. And he goes on to say, abide in my love and continue in this love with me. And so I love what Jesus is telling us here because he's really giving us the, the go-ahead to understand that we can receive love that we are to pass on. And it's that character of that love, the love of the Father, that he's asking and inviting us to model. And I believe if we can understand that, it's going to help a lot of us men really uh, perhaps lift some of the load we feel that we're carrying as men. Uh, we look in society and there is so much pressure on men to perform and uh, the culture is changing consistently and so many things are always sort of being said and, and bombarding us really about parenting and so on. And it's not always easy, but I know that if we can understand that God has a plan, a very special plan for us, that he loves us as a father and he would love to infuse us with his wisdom. And so I'm praying today that if you feel uh, today that, you know, you're, you, I want more, I want to be a better father, I want to actually be more effective in what I do, or I need to find a, a, a straight that I can run smoothly, I can do this effectively, and I want to do that with God's help. And I'm hoping that today we're going to take a journey into that uh, experience. The father loves us. And so He's telling us really that he's given us a resource already. I love this about John 15. It actually tells us that we can't do anything of ourselves. And so I want to make that the first statement to us men. We can't do this by ourselves. We can try, and some of it is trial and error. But James 1 and verse 5 tells us that if we lack wisdom, we should ask of God because he gives it liberally. 
And I want that to be our first stance today, that we're asking God to bless us. We're asking God to anoint us as fathers, that we can be effective in what he wants us to do with our family. In fact, God is a God who has instituted the family and he's the one, in fact, who's expert in how we should conduct ourselves to be effective in fatherhood. And Jesus is already telling us that it's great, he's saying for me, I'm, I'm, I'm actually enjoying the father's love. I'm going to take that love and give it to you. Now, it may be very difficult for us to repeat that statement, not because we don't necessarily love our fathers or for some of us, we maybe we haven't had a father around, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we want to take exactly what they gave us and pass it on because maybe it wasn't the best example. And maybe you're saying, actually, I want it to be greater than what I received. And, and where do I get that from? How do I identify what that looks like? And this is what God is sharing with us through his son. He's saying he's the vine. And my father gives me love and I'm giving that love to you. And the Bible tells us that he places his love in our heart. So I want to first tell us, men, that we've got to start looking on the inside rather than trying to pull from the outside. Because often how, it can be confusing. How do I know what to rely on, what to trust, what's a great example? And God is saying, I put my love in your heart. And if we can say, God, I want to draw on that love. I want that love to manifest. It's in fact why the Bible tells us that we are to work out our salvation because God has already put everything in us because he himself is in us. He tells us that the Father and the Son, they dwell in us bodily. He says we are hid with Christ in God. And it's this beautiful mystery of us being in God and God in us. And we are one. And so you've got, already got a resource. So it's the equivalent of having a tap in your house, being thirsty and not turning it on. Or in fact, not even realizing that it's there. And you're dying of thirst when all you have to do is turn on the tap. And I want to encourage you right now. Say, God, look, help me to turn on the tap of love that you've placed in me. To Help me understand how I can not only be effective as a father, but first of all, love myself. That I can then be that best lover to my family. And I wanted to really explore this journey of the father and the son. And I want you to really understand today that I believe that we cannot be great fathers unless we really understand sonship. Because you see, you are a father to somebody who is a son. And whether it's uh, a biological or it's somebody that you've built a relationship with, mentoring and so on, it relies on understanding that son. And understanding what is best, in fact, or the most effective way to communicate love to that individual. Jesus is giving us the love that the Father gives to him because God's love is perfect. It's perfect love. So he can't nuance it and say, I'm going to give it to Dorothy this way or, or, or uh, in fact, it's my wife um, or John or Philip or Mary, a particular way. God gives us perfect love. And I want us to really understand that, that that's what we want to draw on today and understand God's perfect love. We see an amazing story in Luke 15, verse 11 to 32 of the prodigal son. 
And the story's been told so many different times in different ways. And today, I really want us to look at it to really understand this interaction again and highlight the interaction of the father and the son. And it says in verse 11, and he said, there was a, a certain man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to the father, father, give me the part of the property that falls to me. And I'm reading from the amplified version. And he says, and divided, he divided the estate between them. That's the son who's asking and his brother. And not many days after that, the younger son gathered up all that he had and journeyed into a distant uh, country. And there he wasted his fortune in reckless and loose uh, living. In fact, there was no restraint in the way he lived. And he says, and when he had spent all he had, uh, a mighty famine came upon the country and he began to fall behind and be in want. And so he went and forced himself, glued himself upon one of the citizens of that country and who sent him into his field to feed the hogs. And we know that hogs are another word for pigs. And he says, and he would gladly have fed on what the pigs were eating. Um, but he says, and filled his belly with them. And in fact, the carob and the pods and the hogs were eating, but they could not satisfy his hunger and nobody gave him anything better. So he was left without any choices. Now, what's interesting here, that usually a father leaves an inheritance for his children. And the Bible says that a good father leaves an inheritance. And we see here that the son has taken his inheritance before his father's even gone or passed away. And he's basically uh, uh, gone ahead of time. And he's doing something out of sequence. But the father gives it to him. Because what God is actually saying that, you know, and, and it's amazing that, you know, if, if he says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, and he says, ask. Now, here we're asking, realizing this son is asking for his uh, wealth or for his uh, inheritance, but then doesn't understand what it really means. He basically hasn't grasped what it's taken for his father to have that resource. Maybe the, the father has struggled and worked really hard to gain that amount of resource, that he could give something to his son. But the son has ignored all of that and he's gone off and, the, and tells us that here he's, he's basically squandered it and made it of no real value because he's just squandered it with no restraint. He's, he's throwing it away. And here we're realizing that this is an interesting um, approach for somebody who we understand is receiving from his father. We're going to continue looking at this and then we're going to unpack a few points here. Now, famine sort of develops in the land because remember, you know, he's enjoying himself, but all of a sudden things are bleak for everybody and he has nothing to fall back on, no resource. And so he's gone off and attached himself to somebody else. So now it's like he's orphaned. He's not aware of his father and so on. And of course he is, but not understanding who his father really is. And that's the first point I want to make, is that we will see this confirmed, that the son doesn't really know who his father is. Do you really know who your father is? Do you really know what God wants to be to you? 
You see, none of us have any excuse whether we've had a father or not. God is saying, actually, he wants to give us a benchmark for our fatherhood. And he wants us to see him as our father, which is why Jesus encourages us to pray that Abba, Father, we are not too old to cry Abba, Father. And the more we understand him as our father, we, like Jesus, can take that and give to our children. We can share that kind of love because we understand who our father is. And he goes on here and he's now reduced to eating some very awful uh, base things. In fact, things that were so looked down upon because hogs and pigs were, in fact, looked down so much by the Jews. They were uh, two cluffed animals, um, hoofed, I should say, cloven hoofed animals, and they were seen as the, the something that you could not eat at the bottom of the food chain. And here, this son who ha- came from a father, from what we believe is a good home, is now in an awful place because he did not understand who his father was and therefore That then led to not understanding the importance of his inheritance. So can you see, when we have this disconnect with our children, they can often misinterpret what it is that we are trying to get to them and giving them the building blocks for their lives. And so it's important for us to understand our father and find ways that we can then help our children understand what it is we want to impart to them. Now, I love this verse, and I think this is an amazing verse in the Bible that we should always remember. Whenever you feel lost, you feel far away from home, far away from your relationship with God, feeling bewildered and in a place where you can't really find your footing, this is the experience of this prodigal son. And this verse then says here, Verse 17, then when he came to himself. Maybe today you're not really feeling like yourself. Maybe life has pushed you around so much as a father, as a man, that you're finding it very hard to even identify who you really are. Maybe you've lost yourself. But here... This son was in the same position. But he decided, he said, then when he came to himself. Now, what's amazing about this, like I said, if you've never had a father or you've had a father that perhaps haven't given you a great example or you've had a loving father, but actually you need more, then this is what God says. He says, before you were born, and this is in uh, Psalms 136, he says, before you were born, I knew you, or was it 139? I knew you. And he says, I knew you in your mother's womb. He knows you. So if you want to come to yourself, go to God. He knows exactly who you were born to be. So whenever you're feeling lost, that has to be your default. He came to himself, and here's the next point. And he says, and he understood that his father had servants and other things. He had food. His father didn't have any lack in his house, so why was he lacking? And it says here, verse 18, he says, I will get up and I will go to my father. 
So it's coming to yourself and going to your father. They are synonymous. Come into yourself and going to your father will always be that one-two punch that will restore you to strength, restore you to health. You can cry, Abba, Father. And watch what God does for you. And here, he now was going back to the father. But look at this. He'd been so beaten down that he was now under condemnation. He realized, he thought, I can't even be a son. I'm not worthy. This is what we do. You see all those negative thoughts that you're telling yourself, that you're wasteful, you're, you're, you're useful, uh, useless, that you're incapable, that you can't. I want to let you know that you can. We can do all things through Christ, Paul says, who strengthens us. So you rely on the strength of your father, on the resource of your father. This is what the prodigal son says. He says, I'm going to go back to my father. But he wanted to go back expressing how sorry he was and that he was not really a great son. He wasn't worthy of that. And so the father now begins to demonstrate who he was because he could not bear his son walking in condemnation. And the passage tells us that he's going back to the father. And as he's running to the father, we're told here, um, he says the father came out to greet him, running to meet him and put his arms around him. And he says here, and he says, um, he got up, as I said, and the father greeted him and basically refused to accept what he was saying. So he got up and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, verse 20, his father saw him and was moved with pity and tenderness. And he came running towards him and kissed him. I pray that God is kissing you today, that he's showing you his love, that you are greatly loved, that you are an amazing man, amazing father. All the goodness and potential is there. And 21, he goes on to, to describe the, the condemnation, but the father refuses his, and the son says to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and earth. So he starts reciting all his mistakes, and often we do that. We're naming one mistake after another. Maybe others are telling us about our mistakes and not good enough, and we're failing, feel like we're failing. But can I tell you today that God is saying he can restore you. He can give you the wisdom that you require. And he's already removed the condemnation, the guilt, the awful things that you are placing on yourself or are being placed on you. And God wants to restore you to your rightful place. Because unless you can stand in that place as to being a good son, you're always going to be struggling to be a good father because you're going to be overcompensating, you're trying to do something in retrospection rather than saying, actually now, God, I'm thanking you for what you're giving me and I'm going to let that flow. So you live in the present moment. And, and what the father then says to him, after he's, he said to the father, I'm not good enough, verse 22, but the father said to his bond servants, Bring quickly the best robe and festive robe of honor. So what had happened was the father realizes that he now needed to be clothed in his right mind, in his real identity. And I'm declaring that over you today, that you are great. You are wonderfully made. You can do all things through Christ. You can succeed as a man, as a father. 
and be totally effective in God because God is saying, I have all you need. This is what the Father's doing. He's restoring everything and more that the Son had lost because he went away with, with inheritance. But here he's been given authority. The Bible says, and he put a ring on his finger. The ring on would always symbolize uh, a standard, a mark, something that you can impress and say, look, this is the authority of the house. This son was given authority because he came back to his father. Sandals on his feet. Do you know what? He was dressed from head to toe in a completely new identity. Maybe you now need to say, God, I want to just have a new, a, 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 a refreshing overlook of my whole life. I want to have a makeover. I love that song by Tone. Tony, it's, uh, Tony, Tony, it's the same, it's the name. But he sings the song, Lord, make me over. Maybe you want to say that to God today. Lord, make me over. It's never too late to say, hold on a minute. I want to now take a different stance, a new mind, a fresh mind. And God clothed this man. He's represented here in the Father. He clothed his son in a new identity celebrated he fed him with a fatted calf and he gave him so much so that he had more than he had lost because the son was lost and is now found i've always made the statement that life should be an adventure but it's only an adventure if you know where your home is if you know who you are if you ever set out on a journey and you don't know where your home is it's not an adventure, you're lost. An adventure only works when you know, I can go out and have that experience, but I know what home looks like. I know who I am. And I'm saying to you today, men, we need to know who we are. We need to be confident in who we are and understand that God, who is our Father, is interested in clothing you in His glory today to dust you off and place a shine on your face, a ring of authority on your finger and say you can be a great and anointed man of God. Maybe you don't even have kids, but you have the ability to be a father to somebody else. God is saying you can be that man. You are that man. And despite... What happened with the younger brother, the older brother? This son got everything he needed from the father. We can be living for such a long time and not receiving what we are supposed to receive from God, not maturing into our best potential. But I'm telling you today that God is declaring over you that you are great that you are doing a good job. Even if there's more that you can do, you are doing a great job. You have to tell yourself, I can do all things. I can change this. And maybe, maybe you're feeling actually that, 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 you know, I want to be more. That what I'm doing isn't good enough. I tell you, God is not looking at it like that, but he's always inviting you to do more, go to the next level. How about we become those fathers that truly reflect heaven? 
that those around us will look and say, hey, I want a father like that. Because you are reflecting what the Father is giving to you. Jesus said, the love that the Father gives to me, I give to you. And this is what happens to us. The love we receive is often what we try to pass on. And I'm telling you today, the best love to pass on is the love of God. May he love you today. May he heal your hurts. May he heal your pain. May he speak life into you. May he speak hope into you. May he give you the ability to see your son, your daughter, like this father saw his son. And he saw the beauty. He saw the desire in his son to be great. But he lacked the wisdom. But he came back home when they started again. Let's go again. Your kids are going to make mistake after mistake. We're going to make mistakes, and we do. But God is faithful and just to walk this journey with you. I want to encourage you today that being a father is one of the most amazing things in the world if we allow ourselves to receive from our Heavenly Father and we pour that love into our children. Watch what happens. Maybe today you are so far from our Heavenly Father that you need to come home like the prodigal son. You need to come to yourself and come back to your Father. And just say, Abba Father, Jesus died on the cross so that we can have that experience. And I'm encouraging you today that you simply just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the price he paid on the cross for your sins. You repent of those sins by saying, God, forgive me, and he will come into your heart. You can be restored to your sonship in God. And more than that, you can be restored to being a son of God as you represent your father on earth. In fact, you get more than simply just being that son. You get everything that the father has is yours. May God bless you today, man. May we walk in maturity and be the fathers that God wants us to be. Happy Father's Day. May you love yourself more today than you did yesterday because God loves you more than you know. God bless you.